Tonight, like I said, it's our breakthrough service, it's our prayer service. We want to stand in the gap. The Bible says in the book of um, 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 the prophet Ezekiel, God said, I have sought for a man to stand in the gap. And when there are men to pray, there is a God to answer. Hallelujah. All my life, I have been, and I am, not just have been, I'm still a product of prayer. The Bible says in several verses of the Bible, talks about prayer. Talks about prayer. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things, unsearchable things that you do not know. The place of prayer is the place of giving God access to our domain. The place of prayer is the place of giving God access to our domain. God is all powerful but does not interfere with life. Normally, he doesn't. That is why he made you and I, we are spirits that have a soul that lives in a body. He gave us a will that resides in our soul. And so he will not unnecessarily interfere. And so anytime humanity becomes despair of the circumstances of life, for instance, like what we are being confronted with in this life, with this COVID-19, and we call on him, he will answer us. Hallelujah. When we call, he says, call unto me. When you read Matthew 7, 7, one of my favorite scripture verses, he said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, it shall be opened. See, I'm not going to teach on prayer, but I want you to know that, that Jesus said in Luke 18, 1, men always ought to pray and not to faint. No matter what has come up against us, our only hope for solution is in prayer. Yes, I know you can quote Ephesians 3 verse 20. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly far above what we have asked of him and could imagine. Yes, it is true. God can hear our prayer in our minds. But there are times when he expects that people will be deliberate in the act. And I believe that if there is any such times we find ourselves in, this is the time. Hallelujah. Tonight, before we pray, I want to share a few things with you very quickly. And then we will go into prayer. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 to 28 is one of the favorite parables that Jesus, or the favorite, sorry, teachings of Jesus I love. I love this teaching because of the audience uh, the writer was sending across this messages or this particular message too, he was writing to a people who had a form of godliness, but were not always receiving according to their expectations. And Jesus had to put their thoughts and expectations in perspective. <clears throat> Child of God, listen to this. The fact that you have the name of God on you does not mean he will answer you when you call him. There are rules of engagement when it comes to intercessory prayer such as what we are going to do tonight. You don't just call because some of the call can bring you judgment when it is not done appropriately. And so tonight we are going to look into scripture and position ourselves appropriately so we can have heaven on our behalf to do the things that we desire of God to do. 
Now, it's important for me to put in perspective the entire teaching in Matthew 15. Jesus was teaching on the concept of what comes out from a man. And every born-again Christian must understand that the Bible teaches clearly that the things that proceeds out of our mouth is what determines whether, number one, we are clean or unclean. Number two, whether we are on the same page with God or not. Number three, whether we are operating in faith or not. And number four, whether we truly believe. He said that the things that a man takes in does not defile the man, but what comes out from the mouth. And it's important to understand because the mouth is one of the gateways to the human life. As born again Christians who look like the image of God or created in the image and likeness of God, it is imperative for us to understand that our mouths are gateways. I will repeat that. Our mouths are gateways. Very important to understand that. So Jesus, having thought on why it was important that they pay attention to what came from within them and not what necessarily went into them, um, settled on an in interesting story which didn't look like it fitted, but it fits. Because if you understand the recipients of this very book or chapter, then you will understand why this story fits. And I believe that this evening we can all learn, especially as we are fasting and praying, it's important for us, my brothers and sisters, to make sure that we have a right standing with God so we can get him to act on our behalf appropriately. Hallelujah. So in Matthew 15, verse 21 to 28, the Bible says that, then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Clearly, he was out of the jurisdiction of the Jewish people. Now, remember, he was just teaching about cleanliness and uncleanliness and was insisting that what comes out from a man is what determines his state of affairs with God. And yet we suddenly see him moving out of a people who have a relationship with him, in quotes, to a strange land that were known to be profane when it comes to God. There were a people who were not interested in serving the almighty God. They were only pagans who sought after their own gods. So the Bible says that Jesus entered into their region and behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him. Now remember that the, the background to this story is that Jesus was talking about what comes from within. Hallelujah. The emphasis is on what comes from within. What comes from within. So have this at the back of your mind whilst I go through this quickly. He says, the woman cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. 
But he answered her not a word. It means Jesus didn't mind her. And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away for she cries out after us. It means literally she is making noise. Boss, let this woman just tell her you can't help her. But he answered and said, I was not sent to. I was not sent except to the lordship of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. And tonight we're going to cry to God to say, help us. Hallelujah. But Jesus answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. It is not good. It is not good to give what is meant for men to dogs. And the woman replied, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Mm. Then Jesus answered and said to her, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. What am I talking about, my brothers and sisters? What I want us to understand is that there is a moment or season or a time in our lives where God does not just take delight in the things we say. He wants to see what we mean by what we say. And I'm speaking shortly on the subject, demonstrate that you believe. Demonstrate that you believe. Because there are so many things that people say which they don't mean. And we see Jesus putting this woman with a great need to test. He tested her faith. And how did it come about? Number one, understand that this was a woman by identity who was not part of the commonwealth of Israel. She wasn't an insider. She wasn't somebody who can be called clean or undefiled. But she demonstrated that, look, by location and identity, I may not look like one of the people who believe in you, but I want you to know that I believe in you. And not just what I say. She demonstrated in the conversation that ensued between her and Jesus. Beloved, we live in times when the world is on its knee. Even the rich nations who are by, by this time would have been receiving other rich people from our third world continent for medical exams are as perplexed as we are. COVID-19 has brought all of us to our needs. There is nowhere to travel to even if the, the travel bans are lifted. We are told that Europe has started allowing some countries to come in. But you can only go in at your own risk because there is no solution out there. It is bringing businesses to their knees. It is bringing relationships to their knees. It is bringing all manner of activities to its knees. We are really living in difficult times. 
But is there hope for our world? Or is time to cast aspersions on God? Oh God, we have saved you. We have done this. We have done this. We have done that. Why are you watching? Why are you looking on? Unconcerned. But beloved, my brothers and sisters, this is not the time to complain and mama. This is the time to look for how to get God's attention. How to engage divine intervention for where we are to experience the glory of God. Hallelujah. God has done it before. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says the earth was formless and was without shape. He brought it to shape. He can do it again. Hallelujah. He brought it to shape and he can do it again. So the Bible says the conversation started this way. In the first place. Somebody who didn't have a relationship with him engaged him. That's something to think about. And at the end of the conversation, the woman demonstrated that yes, I may not be part of the original plan, but by my faith, I want to kill him. And she was accepted into it. Child of God, let me tell you something. It's not enough to confess that you believe. It's not enough to say you are a Christian. Demonstrate it. Demonstrate it. And I'm speaking to the world as many as are watching me throughout the world. Our confessions have exposed us in this pandemic. Because if we were truly confessing and demonstrating what we were confessing, I don't believe we would have come to our feet like this. Anyways, we are here. So how do we get out of it? We are here. How do we get out of it? We need to demonstrate our faith. Demonstrate our belief. She engaged Jesus. The conversation moved from identity. She said, you are not one of those I was sent to. And everybody, listen to me, who names himself after Christ, you must demonstrate it. The talking is too much. Say you are a Christian. When was the last time you spoke to a soul? Or that one too, COVID, they say we should cover our nose and our mouth. So, Papa, I can't talk. But you can go to the market and buy food to eat. You can visit your seamstress or tailor and so. You can engage in other things as long as it benefits your physical soul. Watch it. Just watch it. Just watch it. <clears throat> Beloved, we live in times... The Bible describes as last days. And the Bible says those who will survive these last days are those who know their God. And that word know is not just head knowledge. Those who have an experiential relationship. Let's stop the games. It's time to put our pocket, our money to where our mouths are. It is time. If we are looking up to God, let us make him aware that we are looking up to him. 
Not just by the things we say, but by the things we do. In the relationship equation with God, actions are paramount and critical for attention. Those who don't act, don't get attention. Acting. And when I say acting, I'm not talking about a stage play. I'm talking about doing what you say you believe. All that is going on is nothing for God. Sometimes he keeps quiet. He watches us come on our, uh, come to our wit's end. Like the children of Israel, when they were leaving Egypt, according to Exodus 14, they got to a place and in front was the sea. And behind was the enemy they just left. The Bible says the people began to cry. Is that what we are doing? Are we crying and casting aspersions? Suddenly, even politicians want to make fun of the prophetic move. Well, didn't we see a coronavirus coming? My friend, that is not the solution. No. You sit down there and be talking by heart. We are not raising rumor mongering or scaremongering. My brothers and sisters, where this thing has gotten to, we need divine intervention. And one of the major keys that will bring us the kind of intervention we so desire badly, either way, either through the sciences or through a total wiping away of this, this, this pandemic, this, this virus, my brothers and sisters, is when we demonstrate to God enough that we acknowledge that the earth is his and the fullness thereof. That the earth is his and the fullness thereof. You don't live in somebody's house and cast aspersions. You don't live on somebody's property and talk as if you, you are a co-owner. Hallelujah. We live in one of those times God wants to see the demonstration Look at the conversation that ensued. An interesting conversation. He said the woman came first of all, crying for help. God did not mind him. How many times haven't we gone to God with issues and we felt disappointed? It's not enough for us to give up. Tonight, I came to tell you, it doesn't matter how, how long it is taking for you to get that solution, to receive that answer to that prayer, to have that divine intervention. Don't stop. Go to the next point. Go the extra mile. The Bible says, Jesus didn't mind him. He even mentioned Jesus' name, his covenant name, son of David. He didn't mind him. 23. But he answered her, not a word. And his disciples came and asked him, saying, send her away. For she cries out after us. She's creating unnecessary attention on us. Let her go. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lordship of the house of Israel. But those he was sent to had rejected him. The Bible says, the woman didn't become sad, disappointed to go away. He said, then the woman came and worshipped him saying, Lord, 
help me. Help me, Lord. And listen to the answer to the help. But he answered and said, it is no good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Was Jesus saying the woman was a dog? Was Jesus saying that the woman was a dog? By implication, from what he was teaching from verse 1, meant that she was a defiled person. But the woman demonstrated that, yes, I didn't choose who I am. But if I can believe in you and be different, then I believe. I haven't chosen my circumstances. World over, we haven't chosen what is going on. Even if a few people deliberately did it, majority of us were not aware. And if we were aware, we wouldn't have agreed. Oh God, we agree that this is what is happening to us. But tonight with our prayer, we are going to demonstrate, Lord, that we know you can do everything. Like Job said in Job 42, that I know that you are able to do everything. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, she said, Lord, I know, but even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table, not the children's table. And brothers and sisters, our relationship with God is not just about give me, give me, give me. God expects a certain commitment from you. And as we go through a fast, it's very important <clears throat> that we put our lives in order. Stop all the games and the agenda and the adjunctia, the smart moves. It will hurt you. You are the one who will pay for it. The Bible talks about something in the book of Proverbs. It says, he who makes money unlawfully, for now it will taste sweet, but later it will tend to gravel in your mouth. Who chews gravels? The Bible says God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. We need to demonstrate that we believe. One of the ways you demonstrate that you believe is letting God know in your actions that he is your last source. He is the one you depend on. Let him know in, in your actions that he is the one you look up to. He is the one you depend on. And he is the one you have always been living for. It is critical we demonstrate these three things if we want to win the battle of life like this. Tonight, I want us to pray. Our first prayer point is very important. We want to pray that, Lord, by your spirit in me, mold in me the character, the life and character of Jesus. Jesus, look at the book of John. Say, the things that I do, I see my father doing it. I and my father are one. I do not say the things that I have not heard my father say. Jesus lived a life of total surrender. No wonder in John 15, he was teaching on abiding in him. If we want to be fruitful, we need to abide in him. We need to be permanently settled in him. My brothers and sisters, tonight, I want us to pray our first prayer point that, oh Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, 
by the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in me. Help me to mold the character and life in Jesus. I am tired of being a talkative without actions. Say you love God, but what have you done to demonstrate even your life? You can't give it to him. Here believers say things like, it is my life. How can you say that somebody saved you and you are his servant and you still say you, it's your life? Check, check your faith again. I want to pray this prayer shortly. That Lord, by the Spirit, I want all of us watching me to pray this prayer. By the Spirit that lives in me, molding me the character and life of Christ. In the name of Jesus, Father. <clears throat> molding us tonight. Molding us. As we stand, we seek to stand in the gap. As we seek to stand in our world. To bring your intervention. Molding us the life and character of Christ by your spirit that resides in us. You are your spirit that dwells in us. By your spirit that lives in us. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. By your spirit molding us, Lord. By your spirit molding us. By your spirit molding us. By your spirit molding us. By your spirit spirit molding us Lord by your spirit molding us by your spirit molding us by your spirit molding us Lord in the name of Jesus by your spirit molding us molding us let the beauty of Jesus be seen in us all his wondrous compassion so God for humanity and for purity let it be our portion in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus your spirit that lives in us your word says in Romans 8 11 that your spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us Lord by that spirit oh help us to mold the character and image of Christ the character and life of Christ in our lives in the name of Jesus on this third day of this fast, Lord, we pray that we will be people who are not defiled by the things in us, by the things in us, Lord, in the name of Jesus and the things that comes out from our mouths, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Our second prayer point, we want to pray for this nation, Ghana. At least this is where our church is and in Nigeria. The Bible says pray for Jerusalem in Jeremiah 29 verse 7. It says pray for the place where I have kept you or taken you captive. For in its peace, you will have peace. We do ministry here. We do ministry in Ghana. We do ministry in Nigeria. We are using these two nations as a point of contact to the nations of the world. And this is our prayer. We are praying that in the name of Jesus, God shall bring unusual deliverance from the power of this pandemic. Hallelujah. 
Say, God delivered the nations of the world. We are using Ghana and Nigeria as a point of contact. Deliver us from the power, the destructive power of this virus by the power of the Holy Ghost. Psalm, one, Psalm 4, 44 verse 1 to 3, the, 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 the psalmist said, we have heard with our own ears that you delivered our fathers. You gave them a land they did not buy, a land they did not own, a land that was not theirs. You gave it to them. He said, how did you do them? He said, by your right arm, your mighty arm, you removed the original owners and planted them. God has the power to do this, my brothers and sisters. So we are praying tonight that in the name of Jesus, Lord, we are using Ghana and Nigeria as a point of contact. We pray that by your mighty arm, you shall bring unusual deliverance from the destructive power of COVID.